Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Seeking Truth podcast, a podcast where we aim to unravel the word of God and discover his will for our lives. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to know what God's plan is for us. So we're going to be unpacking a little bit about how do we know that we each have a plan? How do we know what our plan is? And then how do we act on that in our everyday lives to make sure that we are living out the plan that God has created and designed us for? We're going to be digging a little bit into psychology today. We're going to be digging a little bit into philosophy today. So if these kind of topics interest you, make sure to stay listening and share this with someone that you think would enjoy it also to spark a conversation. So without any further ado, let's get right into it. If you look around at the world, everything has a purpose. The microphone that I'm using that you can't see that's right down here, its purpose is to amplify sound and improve the quality of this podcast right now. The table I'm using to hold my laptop has a purpose for things to rest on. The screen that you're watching this on, all the speakers that you're listening to this on right now have a purpose of broadcasting this podcast to you. So everything that is created has a purpose of why it was created. And as believers, we believe that we too are created by God. And everything in the world from the ants to the trees to the rain clouds, everything has been created by God. And the ants have a purpose to serve their hive and to reproduce and the clouds have a purpose to water the land and keep it fertile. The trees have a purpose to turn the CO2 in the air into oxygen so that we can breathe it. So what's our purpose? Why have we been created and why are we here? If you're an atheist, the answer to this question is nothing. I'm here by chance. I have no purpose. If you're a new age person, so you're starting to become a little bit more spiritual, your answer to why you're here is hmm, maybe it's whatever I want it to be. You know, maybe I dictate what my purpose is. But as a believer, we have a deeper meaning that's outside of ourselves and we take a much more selfless view of why we are here. It's not to serve ourselves and our wants and our needs, but it is to be a light to the world around us. And purpose is something that I'm really passionate about um, because on one hand, people swing too far to one side and say that you have no individual purpose, you weren't created for a reason, and that's when you kind of fall into the like, well, maybe I can just like make up my own purpose because I do believe as humans, our human nature is to strive for something, to work for something, right, to have some kind of goal in our life. Um, otherwise, you get things like mental health, you get things like occupational deprivation. Uh, and this is an area I'm really passionate about because I, I work in this area. I help people who are struggling with daily living and daily meaning of their lives, right? So I see the consequences of having no sense of individually I have a purpose but then you can swing so far to the other side as well you can look so micro scale that you're only like looking at yourself and like what is my purpose you forget that you can influence the world around you as well we only look at ourselves and we're like what what's my passions and what's my dreams and what's my visions and we can easily go down a path like any per uh, earthly person and move away from like the bigger picture of like hmm is there a bigger reason that I've been created other than like just what I want to do for myself, right? 
even as Christians. So some Christians will say, no, you don't have any individual purpose. Your only purpose is to share the good news. And that's everyone's individual purpose, right? So God doesn't have an individual plan for you in your life. He just has like the collective plan for all Christians. Um, there's no side quests. There's just the quest. Um, and I don't think I, I fully agree with that either. I think we do have, you know, the main larger mission, which is sharing the good news. But then within that, we each are created uniquely with unique talents, unique gifts, unique perspectives on the world. Um, we have unique opportunities presented to us because of where we've grown up or who our friends are or what job we work in or whatever situation. We're going to have unique opportunities presented to us in life that gives us unique avenues to share the gospel and share the good news within that, right? Jesus gave us the Holy Commission, go and make disciples to all the nations and you are the light of the earth. He told that to his group of disciples and he, he said, go, go and make more disciples, right? So we know that as believers, we are called to share the good news. We are called to help build the family of believers and bring more disciples and being the light in the world. We know that is true because Jesus told us that that is what we should be doing. But at the same time, in the Bible, we see individuals called for unique purposes within that big umbrella. John the Baptist, David the King, Gideon the Warrior, Joseph the Egyptian Official, Esther the Queen. Their large purpose, their overarching purpose stood the same, which was sharing the news of God, sharing his love throughout the nations. But their individual purpose within that and beneath that was different and it matched uniquely with their situation and their gifts and their talents and the position that they were in so god called each of them uniquely he he called you and them as an individual and gave each of us a dream and a vision and a sense of purpose to what we needed to do in order to fulfill the greater commission of sharing the good news about God and his love in the world. I'm sure some of you are thinking right now, well, that's all well and good, Emma, but like I haven't gotten any sense of God, from God of like what I should be doing, right? I haven't gotten any sense of any visions or any plans or any greater purpose that God wants me as an individual to do. And I think that's when people fall into that, that side where there's no individual purpose, even as Christians, um, there's just the larger commission, right? If you actually read the book of Esther, it's really interesting. Um, it's the only book in the Bible that never actually mentions God explicitly. It's the only book in the Bible that God is not like written. God doesn't speak to anyone. Um, there's no commandments from God. And it is a beautiful story of how God can still work through situations even when we can't hear him or see him. She never got any kind of confirmation from God directly that what she was going through was God ordained. She was selected as a virgin from a group of women by this king to be his concubine. And she was a Jew. So marry, not even marrying, being with someone, having outer marriage sexual relationships with a person went against her, her religion and her faith. Um, so she felt convicted about that. She also couldn't tell people that she was a Jew because they were killing Jews. And if they found out, they would kill her. So she was afraid for her life. So she couldn't openly share the good news. And so she was in this awkward situation of like, what is happening right now? Has God abandoned me? 
Um, and so she never got any kind of sense that God had placed her there for a reason. It was actually Mordecai, her uncle, who suggested to her that maybe God's hand was playing a greater role in what she was going through. And again, he didn't even use the word God in that. He said, maybe you were placed here for such a time as this. And this tells us that sometimes confirmation or a word from God doesn't come to us directly. It might not even come with a glaring beacon that this is a, a word from God. It might come from the people around us trying to share it to us and nudge us. And they're getting a prompting from God's spirit in their hearts to, to say this word to you. And they might not even really know what it means. I had a friend who was recently trying to move out with a friend of hers into a share house. Like they were trying to find a house together and they applied three times to different houses and each time they were rejected and they kept trying to find, you know, another third housemate so that they could like open up their scope of like where else they could look for. And the third housemate just kept falling through. And eventually she had three different people tell her, hmm, have you thought about buying your own house instead? And at first she was like, like, hmm, that wasn't really what I planned. Like that wasn't really where I thought like this year would go. I thought I would, you know, be renting and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, she prayed about it. And then she had the next day an ad pop up on her phone for like buying land and buying a house. And she took that as confirmation of God saying, yes, actually, this is the plan that I want for you. Now, my friend, she has a beautiful relationship with God. God talks to her directly a lot. But this time he wanted to work, not by talking to her directly, but by working through those around her to speak to her about the plan and the purpose and the vision that he wanted for her moving forward in this area. And who knows why God wanted you know, her to stay at home with her family and, and buy a house you know, in the future instead of moving out with her friend and renting with them right now. We don't know. We don't know how both of those situations would have ended up if she'd followed them. But she's trusting that there is a reason for this. There is a reason that like multiple people have said the same thing to her and taking that as a sign that God has a purpose working through this right now. And I just need to lean into that purpose. And I view that as a beautiful example, just like Esther, where if you are not sure about, you know, why am I created? What is my purpose? And you don't really have that clear sense. What are those people around you saying? What are those commonalities that they keep saying? Do you have people that keep saying, you know, oh, you would be really good at this. You'd be really good at that job. Or have you thought about working in this area? Or have you thought about doing this? Or, hmm, I can see you really doing this in the future, right? Listen to those commonalities. They often aren't coincidences if you have multiple people doing that, because often what's happening is they can see this calling on your life that you might not be able to see yet for yourself. You might be blinded to that. And that's not to say that you've done anything wrong to be blinded to that. My friend didn't do anything wrong to be blinded to that. But God wants to sometimes build the faith in those around you that they can also hear from God, you know, so they're the ones getting that message. Or maybe God's trying to, you know, step you out of yourself and not create that dependency on like, I don't need anyone else. I just need, you know, to talk to God myself and wanted to build that dependency back on those community members around you to support you in your faith. Whatever reason it is, God has a reason, right? But clue into what they are saying because often that will hold a key into those gifts and talents on your life that you might not be able to see. Um, and 
if you listen to that, it could open a whole world of dreams and visions that God can spark and and grow and develop in you based on how he's created and designed you. I think of Gideon who God was like, I want you to lead this army. And he's like, "Mm -mm, no, thank you. Not me. Not me. I am not brave. I am the lowest of the low in this low tribe. Like, why would you possibly pick me? He felt that his natural gifts and natural talents didn't actually match up with this vision and purpose that God was creating him for. He's like, well, you want an army leader and I'm not any kind of natural leader, right? It seemed like it didn't match up. But what God actually wanted to do is work through him to be like, it's it's not out of man's strength, but out of my strength that I won this battle. And so he was still the perfect fit for that because his natural giftings and his natural um, personality and stuff fit with the purpose that God wanted to do in that moment. So never doubt that it's not like physically lining up with like the type of person I would pick for this role. Guess what? We're not God. We can't see like the big picture of how everything works out. So again, if you feel like God is saying, hey, I want you to do this and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. That's probably a good indicator that you're not thinking of that yourself. It's not something that your flesh is dreaming up to do to boost your ego or out of selfishness. You know, if you're not feeling qualified to do it or like built for it yourself, you know, oh, I could never do that type of thing. Probably a good indicator that there's something else going on there that's making you consider that in the first place. Otherwise, it never would have crossed your mind, right? So biblically, and this is the really important part, our our individual purpose must always align with this greater purpose of sharing the good news and being the light in the world and sharing God's love, okay? So if you've got a, a vision or a purpose that you feel rising up in you, but you can see that that doesn't actually align with Um, you know, sharing the good news and being the light in the world and sharing God's love, then I would ask yourself, like, am I creating this out of my own like ego and pride and like wanting to put my name out there? Or is this something that is fitting with that great commission? And it might be a bit difficult to see, like with my friend, with the whole, you know, buying a house versus renting. um, That's a difficult situation. You're like, I can't really see how either of those is directly linked to the greater commission but I'm sure it will all unfold as to why like maybe she needs to be with her family a little bit more but then I guess you could also say maybe she could have ministered to that you know friend more one-on-one um something like that 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 I think you need to just trust and like pray and get that confirmation um but if you're feeling like an example could be I want to be a multimillionaire who's making lots of money and I'm selling alcoholic products and I'm promoting and marketing that partying is fun, drugs are fun and, you know, things like that. Hmm. Does that fit with God's greater purpose of sharing the good news, being the light in the world, sharing God's love? Maybe not. Um, you should probably really ask yourself and question yourself, where is this desire coming from? Is it that I'm just drawn to the money in this area? Is it that I'm drawn to the fun and the excitement and I want to be part of the cool in crowd? We always have to come back to, is this serving the greater commission? Because if it's not, we know it's not a vision from God um, because God would not call us to do something that's outside of his will. And his will is to for his children to know that he loves them. Another really good 
tip for finding out what your purpose is, is thinking about what situations you are currently in. What workplaces are you in? What schools or learning environments are you in? What home are you in? What environments have you been placed in that you can be a light in, that you can share God's love in, and you can help share the hope of a better life through Jesus. If you go to 1 Corinthians 7, there's actually like a section there called Live Your Calling. And I'm just going to read some of it out, uh, starting from verse 17. Regardless, each one should lead the life that the Lord has assigned to him and which God has called him. This is what I prescribe in all the churches. Was a man already circumcised when he was called? He should not become uncircumcised. Was a man still circumcised when he was called? He should not be circumcised. Circumcision is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing. Keeping God's commandments is what counts. Verse 20, each one should remain in the situation he was in when he was called. Were you a slave when you were called? Do not let it concern you. But if you gain freedom, take the opportunity. For he who was a slave when he was called by the Lord is the Lord's freed man. Conversely, he was a, he who was a free man when he was called is Christ's slave. You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of men. Brothers, each of one should remain in the situation he was in when God called him. I look at that um, paragraph and I think how much it relates to us in our, our lives right now. A lot of us feel that the moment we become saved, we need to stop what we're doing, stop where we're working and become missionaries. All of us just missionaries, you know, um, all of us should be preachers, all of us should be pastors, all of us should be worship leaders, blah, 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 blah. None of us should have a secular job. Paul's talking directly to that thinking and saying, no, no, no. Where were you when God called you? Stay there. Be the light there. If the circumstances change, great, take it. Um, but remember that you are God's now. You are Christ's now. So you are not the slave to your boss. You are a free man in Christ. And if you were, you know, a free man and working for yourself and running your own business, you are now a slave to the will of God. So he's saying that whatever, you know, mindset you had before, the mindset has shifted, but the situation you are in remains the same. And you should not try and flee where you are just because you're a Christian, because we have all been placed where we are for a purpose. And it is not the external situation that really matters in the end. What matters is that now we have identity in Christ, we are found in Christ, and we are surrendering our will to be his hands and his feet in the world, wherever he takes us, whatever doors he opens. So think back again to, you know, what workplaces am I in? What schools am I in? What environments am I in that I can share this good news to people and be that light in those places? What are my natural gifts and my natural talents? You know, he talked about circumcision versus uncircumcision. So there was people who were, um, you know, Gentiles and people who were Jews and equally they were called to go and minister to their groups of people. And he was saying, don't try and become the other, you know, stick with where you were when you're called those those people and those situations that you're in and, and minister there. So uh, were you already an actor, minister to the acting industry? Were you already a writer, minister to the writers? How could God use your gifts uh, and opportunities to share his message out in the world? How could you be known as the actor who is the light in in those dark places who doesn't surrender to the peer pressure of doing drugs and getting drunk every night? 
How can you be the one that stands out and creates a hope for a different way of living? If you're not sure of your purpose, you can also look at what uh, am I really passionate about? I'm really passionate about like those lost sheep, those people that need to, um, you know, we need to go out there and call them in and make them feel part of the family. The waysiders who no one sees, but I just tend to see. Or maybe do you tend to see the less fortunate around you and you want to want to help and be generous and hospitable towards them? Is it families? Are you passionate about seeing healthy, thriving relationships, marriages, parenting skills in your community? Is it working with believers already in the faith and helping them grow stronger and build a deeper faith with God? So what is those deeper passions that you are drawn to? And there's no right or wrong with this because like all of us are created with something we're passionate about. Um, Paul and Peter talk a lot about how they were both called uniquely for different things. So Paul was called to preach to the Gentiles, even though, even though he was, he was like a Jewish law expert, right? Like he really knew the Jewish law. He was well known in that area. And for some reason, God's like, no, 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 I'm actually going to use you to preach to the Gentiles, the the non-religious people. And Peter, I'm going to get you to preach to the Jews. And, you know, that's that's the way that God works sometimes is that he might push us out of our comfort zone, um, but he has a clear purpose for people. And it's okay that they don't look the same. Peter and Paul were both sharing the good news, but they were called to different groups. So whether you feel called to work within the family of believers or whether you feel called to work outside of the family of believers, you're still sharing the gospel. You're still sharing the good news. And the issue becomes when all of us flock to, you know, sharing the good news within within the family and no one's out there preaching <laughs> to the Gentiles, um, that's not biblical either. Uh, because there has to be that balance. You know, we had Peter and we had Paul. So bringing it back to the purpose, it might look different. You might not understand why does it look this way when these people over here are doing it this way. But just trust that if you have that inkling and that sense of, I just feel like this is the way God wants me to do it in this this way, like, you know, Gideon, it doesn't make sense that I'm the one that's being called, but like God has confirmed it a few times now, so it must be true. We need to keep our ears open. We need to keep our hearts open. And we need to be spending time reading the word of God and learning what does his voice sound like. And then when we hear it either for ourselves or through someone else, we can recognize that's that's God's voice. I recognize that this the flavor of the voice is the same. The wording is the same. The, the message and the way that he's talking is the same. And it helps us recognize whether that's something from ourselves or from other people's opinion or whether that's actually something from God. And ultimately, final point, ultimately pray. You need to pray and you need to seek the will of the Father through quiet time with him. And this is what will help enlighten you to his will. Slow yourself down, sit still when you pray, put yourself in an environment that you can feel connected to God. Some people that's creating a safe space in your room. Some people that's getting out into nature. Whatever it is that you need, you need to slow yourself down and give yourself time to feel that Holy Spirit nudging you and guiding you. Write things down. It's amazing. I've kept journals over the years of me being a Christian. I've got probably like close to 20 journals now. 
And I can look back and I can read them and I can see how God has fulfilled all of these prophecies and promises that he has spoken over me from 2018. And they're just coming to fruition now. And I have completely forgotten about those words because my memory can't remember that long back. But just like in the Bible, um, there's a verse that says, you know, write down God's word on a stone and that way you will never forget it. And that's what I've been doing. I've been writing them down in the journal so that even if I forget it, it's still recorded and I can read back through this. And oh, it just blows your mind how God can see so far into the future and can plan and ordain your path in a way that doesn't make sense to you at the time. Like a lot of my journal entries when I'm when I'm putting my own thoughts into it are just like, I don't understand. This is not matching this prophecy that I got two months ago. Why has it not come real yet? And it's taken five years to get to that point because we have such a micro perspective on things, you know, and the world doesn't seem to be matching up, God, to what you've promised me. And that's not saying that his promises are wrong. It's just that it wasn't the right time for those promises to come true. Or God had to unpack and I had to learn things on that journey to get to that purpose and get to that fulfillment, right? So write things down. If you feel a sense or a nudging towards something, don't be disheartened if that's not coming to fruition right now could be something that God is projecting for you into your future so that when it comes into your life in five years times you're like this is it this is what God's been speaking to me about for the last five years right our lives are jigsaw puzzles and God can see the big picture and we are seeing one piece at a time and wondering where's the rest of this puzzle gone so listen to those around you pray and seek the voice of God for yourself uh, make sure that it aligns with the greater co-mission uh, look for where you are currently placed, what opportunities and situations you're currently in, right? And then stand and believe in faith that you are in a unique situation to help people. And as it says in Esther, for you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this god will make his purpose through someone if it's not through you it'll be through another person so take hold of that purpose that god has for you and work with him to accomplish that purpose in your life through your unique situations that god has created you for i pray that this has encouraged you i pray that you feel confident that you are on a platform that you can just go out and reach the world and look around you at the opportunities that are presenting yourself to you and don't be afraid if you cannot feel or see God in your current situation David felt exactly the same and he knew that even though his situation looked dire that God was still looking after him and was still protecting him and would work everything for good uh, in his life eventually that things would work out and it would all accomplish God's great plan read through the Psalms of David when he was fleeing for his life and things were not adding up to what they looked like. God bless you. I hope this uh, has encouraged you and I'm praying for you to receive from God, either directly or through those around you, a sense of what you were created for, your purpose in this season in your life and how God can use you and your unique opportunities and your unique gifts to share his love to the world around you. God bless you and see you next time. Bye.